Hello, I'm Mark Ashford. I'm a Reisha Reiki teacher and practitioner and a Yusui Tibetan Reiki master teacher, as well as a shaman. I am a published author of books and online courses on Reiki and shamanism. I post a podcast here every week on Reiki or shamanism. Please subscribe to the podcast to hear more about these interesting topics. Click one of the following links in the show notes to learn more about our offerings. And just a legal note. For legal purposes, the podcast is strictly for entertainment purposes. Listeners have free will and are entirely responsible for any interpretation they place on the show. I take no responsibility for individual listener interpretations or actions. Shamanism is the oldest religion on the planet. In terms of human existence, it predates current-day organized religions by tens of thousands of years. European cave paintings and carvings showing shaman date from the Paleolithic era, also called the Old Stone Age. The Old Stone Age is a period in human his- prehistory marking the development of stone tools and covers 99% of human technological prehistory. It extends from the earliest known use of stone tools by hominins, which is 33.3 million years ago, and graves of shaman. 12,000 years old and older have been discovered in Israel and the Czech Republic. In this podcast, we explore the original shaman, mainly in Tibet, Nepal and Mongolia. The tradition says the first shaman was both a divine being and a human. Sent by the Creator, their role on earth was to create a bridge of knowledge, understanding and awareness between the Creator and humans. The knowledge and understanding and understanding imparted by the first human to mankind included what is necessary to survive hunting, family, farming and the tribe. The first shaman taught humanity how to learn and evolve, how to improve themselves and improve their connection to the environment around them. By teaching humans how to understand their own individual spirit, humans are better able to form family relationships, friendships and live in a state of coexistence with others they encounter but do not know. The first shaman brokered the ability for select humans, male or female, young or old, to become shaman in their own right. To be a shaman in a tribe or community, the shaman must be able to serve the people as well as understand how to conduct and perform the required ritual ceremonies and be able to connect to the, phys- to the spirit world. They must be able to bring messages from the spirit world to the physical human world. The principles and beliefs of shamanism are obligations the human shaman has accepted as integral to their life and like a path through the woods, they need to stay on the path, grow and develop. Straying from the path may mean they become lost, things become difficult and the transaction of faith between the shaman and their community or tribe becomes broken. Being a shaman is not the sole domain of indigenous people. Just as there are no restrictions on age or gender, there is no restriction on ethnic background for a shaman. To be a shaman is a unique and special path. To walk that path, a new shaman will become aware of signs to show them the path they are meant to be on. The shaman path brings with it various supernatural abilities, If the shaman is young or has latent abilities, these will be activated by cosmic energy. 
These abilities include, but are not limited to, psychic dreaming, astral projection, interdimensional travel, third eye opening to see lower spirits and higher dimensional spirits, and the ability to fight the strongest entities that cause havoc. So now let's have a quick look at uh, some of the attributes of a shaman. The shaman is a healer. This is their principal role in the tribe or the community. They have access to and influence in the world of benevolent and malevolent spirits. Using this ability, the shaman enters a trance state during a ritual and practices divination to understand what is required to heal their client. Soul journeying to understand what and why a person is ill and journeying to spirits that will help return health to the physical person is their primary and most essential role. Shaman were and still are astrologers and oracles. Everyone, especially tribal leaders, want to know what the future will bring. Will it bring war? Will they be successful in the struggle? Will crops and animal husbandry be successful? Will the tribe merge with another through marriage? Historically, oracles, divination and astrology were a feature of the Bon religion in pre-Buddhist Tibet. The Bon cosmology was divided into three worlds the upper world of gods, an intermediate world of spirits or subtle beings, and the solid or physical world we know as the earth. Bon held the spirit or soul of an individual exists as energy which humans are able to contact. For example, humans are able to connect with the physical things such as food, a chair and other people. On the spiritual level they are able to connect with the spirits and those on the different levels or worlds. When Buddhism brought Buddhist Dharma into Tibet in the 7th century, they assimilated the Bon world view into their own because Buddhism holds similar views. The Buddhist world exists in three parts, one solid, one psychic and one mental. The shaman was the spiritual leader of a group or a tribe. The belief and practice of shamanism incorporates a range of beliefs, customs, ceremonies and rituals regarding communication with the spirit world. The shaman enters these supernatural realms, particularly when the tribe is facing adversity or needs to obtain solutions to problems afflicting the community, including sickness. They provide continuity to the tribe and a reliable connection to the spirit world. In this way, they are a conduit between the worlds. They were an educator of people about the spirit world, as well as about the medicines and herbs and natural solutions all around them. They kept the tribal stories, myths and essential tribal wisdom that made the tribe they belonged to unique. Down understanding of trance states, how to induce them and how to control them. Their clothing, symbolic regalia and objects were passed down to enrich subsequent generations of shaman. They are the keepers of tradition, ancient text, books and scripts as well as the way things should be done. Songs, dances, music and observance are also carried forward from shaman to shaman within the tribe. Shamans usually have expert knowledge of medicinal plants native to their area and herbal treatments are often prescribed. It is believed shamans learn directly from the plants, harnessing their effects and healing properties after obtaining permission from the indwelling or patron spirit of the plant. One of a shaman's main functions is to protect individuals from hostile supernatural forces. 
The shaman may also act as a psychopomp. Psychopomp literally means guide of souls. There are creatures, spirits, angels or deities in many religions whose responsibility is to escort newly deceased souls from earth to the afterlife. They do not judge the deceased but simply guide them. Appearing frequently on funerary art, psychopomps have been depicted at different times and in different cultures as anthropomorphic entities, horses, deer, dogs whippoorwills, ravens, crows, vultures, owls, sparrows, and cuckoos. I hope you found the podcast enjoyable and informative. Please subscribe to the podcast and click the links in the show notes to find out more about our books, online courses, social media, and our Patreon page to support the channel. Thank you, and I hope to speak to you again soon.